Hi, this is Gary Rogowski for the Northwest Woodworking Studio. This is our podcast, a great one. I'm looking forward to speaking with Matt Howard, CEO of SawStop. Hey, Matt. Hey, Gary. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, I am excited to talk with you. Um, so tell us a little bit about the company first. You guys have been around how long now? Well, the technology, SawStop technology was invented by Dr. Gass, by Steve, you know Steve, uh, yeah. back in 1999. And uh, the company was, uh, was officially founded uh, a year after that. And we shipped our first table saw in 2004. So uh, all out of, all out of, uh, we were founded in Wilsonville, Oregon, a, a suburb of Portland, and uh, we're now in Tualatin, Oregon, just uh, next door to Wilsonville. So Oregon uh, born and bred. Uh huh. And, and how long have you been with the company? I started here just over nine years ago. Yeah, oh. in the in the marketing position. So a nine year journey. I think the first year I uh, I started, one of the people that they told me I needed to talk to to figure out what the heck was going on in the industry was you. And I think I met you that year. I came by your yeah. shop, so I remember that. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. I came out of a different industry altogether, so I had to cut my teeth a little bit, you might say. And and uh, and so it was it was fortunate to have you just down the street. You know what? Uh, what industry did you come out of? I came out of recreational vehicles of all places. Oh. I've been most of my career in, in RVs. Yeah. So nothing to do with woodworking at all. And also pretty commoditized, you know, uh, you know, as, as much as you try to say they're different, one motorhome is a lot like the next motorhome. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, different color paint and whatever. And so it was exciting to work for a company that, uh, at SawStop that, you know, it's a very different, uh, appeal. You know, it's got a really unique differentiator, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and we're making a difference in people's lives. You know, in the recreational vehicle industry, you're helping people have fun, and that's important. Um, but, uh, but here we're, uh, we're making a difference in people's quality of life by uh, saving their fingers. I was going to save this question for later. Do you, do you consider yourself a uh, manufacturing company or a healthcare company? <laughs> well, probably from a uh, from how we operate and what what requires to make the business run, we're fairly a a, a engineering and uh, manufacturing customer service company uh, more than a healthcare. We're we're a hope you don't need healthcare company, right? We're right. You keep exactly. them out of the healthcare company. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's important. I mean, it's it's just important. I have I teach classes all the time in table saw safety, and 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 I just say. The trip to the doctor alone. You've paid yeah. for the saw. So. Yeah, but but you know we're we're what uh, OSHA trainers, uh, you know, uh, and health and safety trainers call an engineered solution, and those are few and far between. A real engineered solution that prevents help preve helps prevents substantially minimizes the gravity of the injury, and uh, and so you know we're actually the example they use in the textbook example in their you know, like ten hour OSHA trainings of what is an engineered solution. Oh, here here it is. It's saw stop because we right. keep people out of the ER. Right. What I was curious about was um, the manufacturing part. Um, has that changed now? Almost well, twenty years. Uh, is everything being made very much the same, or has the company changed and has it grown, evolved? Very much the same. So we are uh, table saws are manufactured in Thai, mostly in Taichung area of Taiwan. Uh, mm -hmm. This allowed us to start the company back when we began manufacturing in 2004. Uh, obviously, as a uh, as a new startup company, we didn't have the capital required 
to go and build a plant and train employees and and become what you know you'd say vertically integrated you know have all those assembly pieces in uh, in house and the only place in the world where you can just walk in and say I'd like to make a table saw can you guys help me is Taichung there's huh. no other place in the world like that specifically yeah. Taichung where where all of these really expert businesses are within a few miles of each other and yeah. uh, and and they they all know each other and they're like yeah yeah we could do this you go talk to this guy and he'll help you with this part and this guy and he'll help you with this part and so huh. so uh, you know Steve Dave and Dave who uh, who started up this company really uh, they spent a lot of time over there and made some good friends and contacts and uh, and people that are that we work hand in hand with to this day and some of those plants make other products for other people but we consider our relationships with those people really special and really uh, really close-knit and uh, we also have higher standards than anybody else in that area and we have more inspectors on ground per saw ship than anybody else and uh, and really embedded in that process so it kind of, I think it outs in the quality that our customers see you know you go on to a chat room or you talk to a customer and they're happy with the results of it. And, uh, so it's, it's, uh, we, we'd like to not change that up too much. You know, right. we've got a good thing worked out there. And, uh, so pretty stable. We occasionally will add a new, uh, a new partner for a new project, somebody that we haven't done business with, cause we're going to try something new. And, uh, and, uh, that's the case with some, maybe some of the new products we'll have coming out, but uh, just cause they have a particular expertise, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Well, here in the bass backwards uh, category, uh, there are probably some people listening who don't know what SawStop does. So ah. Could you give us a brief, uh, you know, overview of what the uh, technology and machine is about? Yeah, SawStop is all about making woodworking saws that stop on contact with skin, right? So it's all about that blade contact injury. We're trying to uh, uh, minimize uh, injury, prevent amputations by stopping the blade on contact with skin. How our technology works in a nutshell is is that we put a small electrical signal on the blade. We uh, monitor that signal to see if it's going to change. And when the uh, human body comes into contact with that signal, the uh, human that touched the, touched the blade absorbs a certain portion of that signal that's called capacitance. The human body has capacitance, and it changes the signal. Right, and so that's what the saw detects is the change in that signal that's on the blade. And so it's actually a fairly simple idea. It's uh, detect the change, and then stop, right. and then stop the blade, and then drop it below the table. The key, obviously, is speed. You know, we we always say we respond in less than five milliseconds. More typically, we actually stop the blade within three milliseconds. Hmm. Uh, and so every millisecond makes a huge difference depending on the feed rate and the injury to the user. And so we're, that we're able to stop it in three, three to five milliseconds is crucial to the repeated success of this, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of fingers saved at this point. Right. And, uh, and so, you know, after you've had that activation event uh, on your table saw, there's no damage to your table saw. You have to replace a consumable part. It's a cartridge, we call it. You have to replace that. About half the time, you got to replace the blade as well you want to inspect it for sure i'd say if it's a kind of an entry-level blade you throw it away and if it's a good blade you send it to your guy right yeah. and and then the cartridge is 79 dollars, and you just put a new cartridge in and you're back up and running right yeah. i know i did uh, demonstrations once years ago this was probably back in the mid-2000s and i had a spare cartridge and i was going to demo firing the blade off so this is Perhaps this story is an indication of my my smart. So I had a hot dog, yeah, and I put it on my crosscut sled and I held it down with a piece of wood and I cut 
right through the hot dog. Sure you did. Sure you did. <laughs> You're not the only person that's made that. Uh, made that. Well, I don't know if it's. Yeah, you know, I'd say it was a mistake, but it's not really a mistake because you're risk averse. I don't want to hold on to this hot dog while it's going into this spinning blade. So you tape it down to the board or you somehow fasten it to the board. Some of our dealers have done that over the years. We so much so that every time we send out, we send out demo versions of our cartridge for a discount or free to our dealers so they can do these activation events. And we actually put up his paper in there saying, be sure to hold on to the hot dog because <laughs> as you discovered, it's not the hot dog's capacitance that the saw is detecting. It's exactly. yours. And the hot dog just is simply a conductor. And so, right. so it's, it's allowing the signal to pass through the, hot dog into you and so the hot dog by itself cannot simulate a human body's capacitance all by itself and so right. just like just like a floating nail on a piece of wood can't you know it'll cut right through that it'll cut right through a hot dog but uh, activate once it touches you now if you're touching the nail like if you were touching the hot dog then it would go off yeah that's what i did next and it performed quicker than i could say oh expletive you know it was like that fast it's quick enough that you're like Something's wrong, but you're not sure quite what it is. You're like, mm, the saw's I heard not. something. I heard yeah. something. Where did, where yeah, did and especially if you're running an industrial cabinet saw, you don't really hear much. It's pretty quiet. It's not this crazy bang, you know. It's uh, it's it's pretty quiet, and so it kind of goes thump, and you kind of feel it, and you're like, what's going on? Oh, there's no blade anymore. Where did the blade go? <laughs> There is no blade to be seen. Yeah, it That's happens right. so fast. So, and uh, how many stops have you recorded now? You've got a. Account, it's a few right? thousand. Um, we don't we don't publish the number anymore, but it's a few thousand. Yeah. Oh. Um, so uh, we we get those regular reports. You know, if a customer uh, has that finger save event and they send us the report, we actually will replace their cartridge for free. And uh -huh. so uh, so we get nice. those with some regularity. We're excited to see those reports, obviously, and sure. we get a lot of them unsolicited too. You know, we have a, on Instagram. You know, we we see them almost daily. People are just. You know, they don't know they don't know maybe about how they can report and get a free cartridge. They're just sharing it with their buddies, you know, and they tag us in those things going, hey, I just saved my finger. Oh, my gosh. You know, yeah. well, that's a huge thing. I mean, it's it's just a huge thing. It's, yeah. you know, I mention it in every class that I that I do on table saws. And I say to everyone, when you have your accident. Yeah. And I think I it's really validating for people because a lot because a lot of times a lot of people who buy our saws are buying them before they would normally buy their saw in a normal like buying cycle, right? So there's a certain amount of time a good cast iron saw lasts, and it's, an, it's measured in decades quite often, right? And so quite often people don't need a new table saw if they've already got a cast iron saw, but people buy saw stop with more urgency, right? They'll replace a saw that's working appropriately. It's working just fine, but you know, they might be would like a higher quality piece and that's what the saw stop represents, but they also just really want to protect themselves. And so when people have that save event, it's really a really important validation of like that was a smart move. Yeah. You know, I, I made this investment, maybe, you know, they got a professional cabinet saw and it cost them thirty two hundred dollars or whatever it was for the configuration they chose. And, you know, they had to they had to convince their spouse it was a wise choice and then they, but they they enjoy using it. But one man, when they get that finger save event and it really saves their bacon, then they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah. that was that was a genius move right there." Yeah. It, it really goes. pains us how many people are end up in that way in hindsight. Though we sell a lot of saws to people who after they have the accident. Oh no. Yeah. 
That's sad. I, I wonder, do you run into many uh, uh, grizzled veterans missing a digit that will never buy a saw stop? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I've worked, uh, I came out of the marketing end of the business before I ended up in this seat. And I've spent, I've spent a lot of time at trade shows, a lot of times talking to customers. And there's definitely people you meet who, they view accidents as like a rite of passage. Right. As some sort of punishment they were due for some right. sort of of lapse judgment or something like that and so you meet those people and and uh you, you, a lot of times those are people who've already had the accident and had 20 years to kind of own up to their mistake and and i i don't know it's, it's it is difficult for me from my point of view to really plug in and really really strongly empathize with that person i i respect where they're coming from and you know i'm not gonna berate anybody and sometimes i feel like i could do a better job of explaining it to them and i'm like ah. I'm just missing something here. You know, I'm obviously not getting through to this gentleman that, you know, you still got nine fingers and those are important too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing that so many folks who are just getting started in this career or hobby don't recognize is that the saw is, has never been your friend. It's never going to be your friend. And just because you've been with it 20 years doesn't mean it's not going to bite you tomorrow. Yeah. And, and that so, is easy. It's one of the things the insurance industry, and obviously we're not in the insurance business, but one of the things the insurance industry calls optimism bias. And we all have it, right? Like say I've been driving for 20 years and I've never had an accident. Well, I must be a more genius guy, a driver than right. the driver who's had two. Well, no, probably not. You know, probably actually you're worse because you've, uh, you've developed some level of confidence beyond your abilities. You know, that's, that's quite possible as well. And so, and I'm guilty of that too. You know, every day you're like, oh man, I can, I can drive this way or pass this guy or everybody else out here is an idiot. So I'm the smart one when you're driving around in your car. It's the same thing with the table saws, you know, these professionals who've been well-trained and they learned good hands and, you know, and all the best practices and. Or they didn't and they've just been lucky. Or they're convinced they did, but they really didn't. You know, they learned from somebody who taught them wrong. That also happens. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 But, but anybody's card can get punched at any time, right? Absolutely. Have you talked to Steve about the creation story? Uh, I never did with him. Just curious if he... Well, he obviously, he obviously tells it best. And I, I'd bring him in here if he wasn't here today, but he's actually, he's not, not at his desk right now. He still, you know, obviously works at the company. He's our VP of innovation. And so okay. we have him. He's in here about three quarter time at this these days. Anyway, uh, he uh, he tells it best, but but it really he's been an inventor really his whole life, you know, and a tinkerer. And as as you know, he's got a PhD in physics in addition at the time to being a, a practicing patent attorney. And so, um, stop, Matt. Just stop. Just a second. Let yeah. that information sink into people. He's yeah. got a PhD in physics. And he's a patent attorney. I mean, yeah. that's a mixture that is. You know, you ever be, you know, sometimes over my career, I've been in rooms where I've, there's been somebody talking and I'm, you know, and you go, oh, that guy thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Right. Without, without fail, when I've been in a room with the founders of this company versus the other companies I've been in, when they've talked and they've been talking, I've been like, oh, they are the smartest person in the room. <laughs> you know, they, they, it's just, it's, and, and, uh, and the really cool people as well. And so that's been a real luxury for me, but, but yeah, so Steve is a good example of that where he's just, you know, one of the, the smartest guy in the room. He just, he just knows his stuff. And he also, when he doesn't know it, you know, on the sales and marketing side, for example, he'd be the first guy to tell you, Hey, you just do a good job. I'm just going to leave you alone. Cause I really don't, I don't know or care what's going on over there. Luckily he had uh, good people and uh, working for him over the years in those spots. But, Anyway, 
yeah, Steve was just tinkering. He had some, uh, he'd been working on some different capacitive stuff that non-related to tools, as I understood it, with some Texas Instruments circuitry. It was really, as he describes it, one of those one of those moments, Not he doesn't really characterize it as an aha moment, but just one of those moments where I wonder if I could, you know, I just like, he's, uh-huh. he was a woodworker as well, just by hobby. And he's out in his shop, which actually was the barn that ended up being the office for the company for the first couple of years. And he's just out there and he's like looking at his table saw and kind of going, I wonder, you know, and so it kind of, it kind of went from there. And within six weeks of that moment, he had a prototype. Wow. Yeah, he converted his old, I don't remember what model, where, what make saw it was. It was a jet or something, and he took it apart and, uh, and uh, had a, at least a stopping model, a detection model. Not a, I don't think it dropped, but he had a proof of concept that this could actually be a thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I had one of the first prototype saws uh, working in our, in our shop. Yeah. And our school was just starting out then. The studio was just getting started, and a student activated the the uh, the stop and he said he didn't touch it but who knows didn't I wasn't there to, to witness it and uh, Steve came with a new cartridge to show me how to put it on and you had changed the hole centers on the cartridge there's two pins that it fits on and uh, the hole centers had changed so oh. we couldn't we couldn't do it we couldn't use it and uh, so Steve said well I'll take it to the dump I said, "Wait a second! This is this is a good table saw." <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a good table saw. It doesn't have the saw stop technology on it any longer. And I've taken four or five to the dump myself, and I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, uncompromising is the right way to go about that. And, and that's and, that, and Steve lives that. It, you know, over the years, and it's really been a good example. You know, I take seriously now that I'm in in this seat is is. Not everything's a spreadsheet. Not everything's a you know a, a number, a dollar. It's it's the long play, and it's mission. We're mission driven. It's like, what right. are we trying to do here? And right. uh, and you know we're conflicted. Sometimes our dealers, you know, well, some dealers like industrial dealers will take saws in on trade and uh-huh. resell them when they like sell a saw stop. They take in you know a saw in on trade uh-huh. and they resell it, and then we're like, you know, that 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 there, even though it's not us doing it, makes us uncomfortable. Because they didn't, we didn't replace the saw that's now out of circulation. No, it's it's going to live on somewhere else and still right. hurt somebody. And it's like, how do we get them just to melt down their old saw? You know, I don't really sure. We haven't figured out a good solution for that. But yeah, but so Steve is a good example of somebody that's mission driven. He means it all the way down to his core. We yeah. need to protect more people. Right. Yeah. I I kept that saw for for years, thinking I was going to turn it into something. And then I took it to the dump. Well, there, there's a beautiful piece of machinery. There's so much cast iron and steel in that saw. Yeah. 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 I, I took it in for scrap, of course. But sure. uh, uh, yeah, you can't. Yeah. Uh, it's it's that line that, that gets drawn. And so that leads me to a question. Because uh, being so mission driven, uh, where quality and um, your goal is is paramount. Um, how different is that than the other companies that you're familiar with? I mean, doesn't that set you apart in many ways? Our quality quality drive, quality and 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 your mission and that. I think so. I, I think it does set us apart. It's you know I don't. We're, 
I don't want to pass judgment on any other companies. I haven't sat on, you know, in the board meetings for any of, you know, of our contemporaries and seen how they, you know, how they make decisions. So I'm not really sure uh, what drives them. I know people have different safety devices they put in place. So I'm not, I don't want to throw shade on, on anybody, but I can speak to how we are. Uh, well, and so, yeah, let me just interrupt. I'm not speaking so much of, of other machinery manufacturers so much as businesses in general. And planned obsolescence is is so much a part of many. Right. And here we are making, continuing to make products that can last, you know, 20 years. And, uh, and yes, there's no obsolescence there, you know, and, and, you know, a good example of that is we have a a legacy cartridge that still fits those first saws we shipped in the first two years now, now, and we'll, we'll continue to provide that cartridge as long as we can. And so, you know, those saws were sold well beyond the warranty, well beyond, you know, you know, if that was a car that you'd bought from Chevrolet and you bought it 15 years ago, it might be reasonable if you couldn't buy a part for it anymore and you had to do some retrofit or buy a new car. You know, right. that would be like, oh, those are the brakes. Well, we're, we're, it's important to us that we continue to support that. So, so that, that, does, that is different in some ways for us, but I think it pays off. Uh, you know, we, it's, it's more fun being part of a business that stands for things like that. Yeah, it takes so. those stands. It's more fun to be here. We have a really good ethos in the company, a good uh, culture of people that are just doing what matters. They know that we've got you know, everybody in management's got their back if they make a decision that has the customer in mind, and uh, and so you know, and then it, it pays off because that customer is going to go share their story with another customer, and they're going right. to go, you know, not only not only about you know us, you know, that we're still supporting that part, but also if somebody calls us for service help and maybe we do a little extra for them on the service help, maybe, you know, it's, we don't ask them for a second, third, or, you know, did your warranty expire last week? We're going to be like, what's the right thing to do? Oh yeah. Your service guys are great. I gotta I gotta tell you, I mean, we had a problem. Oh God, it was a couple months ago and let's see, this is on our newer sauce. We've got two of them. I think we've got one of the, one of the legacy one. Is that the nine pin one or is that the 11 pin one? I forget. I honestly can't remember what yeah. the pins are on each one is. Yeah, yeah. I, I can picture them both, but I can't remember which one's got which. Actually, I just remember one's blue and one's clear, and that's all that's ever mattered to me. Yeah. The blue one, blue one fits the new one, and that's the easy one to remember. Yeah. Well, it's a pin. There's a number of pins is what I learned because I that's right. one cartridge and I went, oh, this doesn't fit, and here's why. That's right. But that's right. Uh, we, yeah, we had to call service, and they were great to deal with, and they were, you know, sent me, sent me photos, and yeah, they've always yeah. been really great. And, it, and it's really hard to keep good service people if if the company doesn't have their back if they can't actually deliver you know what i mean they if they have integrity and then the company they work for doesn't have that same level of integrity it's really hard to keep those people and that's actually you know speaking of the journey of our company we were required as you know by tts uh a tool technic systems a german company about two years ago and uh and that has been the best thing that could have happened to this company from a continuity standpoint is that they also have that long view and so I've never had a conversation with them where we needed to reduce our, you know, our warranty spend or reduce right. our, you know, it's, it's never even come up, you know, there's just, they're just like, oh yeah, that's the right way to do things. And right. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, you know, it's like a 30 second conversation. Right. TTS is known to us as Festool. Well, it's not the same company. I mean, TTS owns Festool. I see. Okay. Yeah, TTS owns Festool. They also own some other companies. They own, um, 
Tanos, uh, which is the company that makes sustainers, which I guess Festool is the main user of here in the States, but right. ton, tons of companies use those in the, in, uh, in Europe. Right. Uh, they also own Shaper tools, um, you know, that the, you know, you familiar with Shaper? No, I'm not. Shaper makes uh, uh, that uh, it's a uh, it's a router that's actually really a handheld CNC um, after fashion. I'd recommend you check out Shaper Tools, um, okay. but it's actually really really high tech uh, software driven piece where there's a, there's uh, cameras and detection uh, systems on the bottom of the of the router base that actually can uh, you can pre-program in what you'd like to cut out and it'll actually will guide you along the way with a camera screen at the top or with a video screen at the top of the tool. It's hard to hard to for me to describe. Uh, I'm obviously not the brand evangelist, but uh, I'd recommend you check it out. Yeah. And so they they own a few different companies. We're we're their second largest, I would think. Uh, Festool is definitely their largest. Uh huh. Well, good. I I wasn't clear about that. So thanks for yeah. No problem. Clearing that up. There was a story, I don't know how true this is, that Steve put his hand in, into the machine as a test that was videotaped. Is that true or did I make that up? No, that's right. He's done it a handful of times. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> now, I've actually never seen him do that in person. Have you done time. it? No, I've never done it. Uh, and, and so not, not a single time. Uh, and uh, though I've been certainly challenged to do it many a times. And, and, uh, but Steve did it, uh, I, as I understand it, maybe once or twice for investors where he really was early days. And, you know, uh-huh. you know, the, you know so a friend, friend of the family might have a million bucks. And, you know, here, I'm going to put my finger in the blade. And so you'll get, you know, you'll, you'll invest for us, which all those investors obviously got paid. But so sure. that worked out for them. But, uh, but he, all, he did it famous, most famously for a, a show called, uh, oh shoot! Now uh, um, it's a show. It was on Discovery Time Warp on Discovery Channel. So if somebody goes to YouTube and types in Time Warp Saw Stop, they can or Saw Stop Time Warp, they can see footage of ultra high speed camera of Steve putting his finger into the blade. Wow! And so, so you want to see somebody standing behind their invention? That's it. You know, people sometimes compare that to the guy that puts on his bulletproof vest and then shoots himself, and, and you know, because he wants to prove how good his bulletproof vest is. You know, but for for me, you know, we I've been at plenty of trade shows where like, why don't you put your finger into it? I'm like, well, we're a safety company, and I'm not going to show you how to behave recklessly. So. Oh, you know, it's just, and it does scratch you. I mean, if you're, yeah. you know, the one thing is by using the hot dog is we can really go in fast and right. we can show, look, you got to cut, but we can demonstrate the fast scores. If I use my finger, I guarantee you, I'd be going in real slow. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, <laughs> which is what which is what Steve did on the uh, on the time warp show, and you know there was no mark on his finger at all. It was there was no evidence of actually contact. Whereas if we go in fast enough, you know, we can get that scratch well, on the hot dog. Yeah, the 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 stuff I've seen on on your website, it almost looks fake because it happens so fast. That's right. But yeah. I've you know I've witnessed it and I've seen it happen. So well, I, you know, anybody who who is like that's interesting and wants to know more, I really recommend that them they see a live demonstration. I mean, there's yeah. there's you know we have you know over 600 dealer locations in North America, so they can find place to go see a demo. It's visceral. It's like this thing you have oh, yeah. to experience, right? It's not just something that you can watch on a YouTube video and go, yeah, I've seen it. Mm, yeah. Not it's, really. No. It's not all theoretical physics. It's, it's a very real thing. It's a very real thing. What's, uh, what's in the R&D pipeline now? Oh, uh, you just want me to tell you all our secrets. I would love for you to tell, tell me your secrets. I don't expect that to happen. But. Well, I, we got a lot of I, – I, I can say honestly we have a lot of exciting things going on. Uh, the best way I can illustrate that is just by telling you that since the acquisition uh, from TTS, we've been spending some money by doubling the size of our engineering team. 
So right. we yeah. really are investing in the future. Uh, our mission has not changed. Um, uh, it's still all about, uh, preventing and, or minimizing those, uh, those injuries. Um, I am working on next on a, on a very compact, uh, table saw, I think, uh, much more, much smaller. Uh, that's one we're working on. And we're also really excited about the bandsaw category. And so that's something that we, we've looked at that over the years off and on right now, though, I got to say, we're really excited about it, uh, but, but, but anything we're working on right now is years off. Uh-huh. Yeah, it just takes a long time. It takes much longer for us than any other tool manufacturer that uses Asian sourcing, because because the luxury of for a lot of people with Asian sourcing is that they can go to a particular manufacturer. Like I said, some of the people we build with actually build other brand tools as well. And so they could, I could look at some of those other tools and say, well, if there's no patents on that stuff, just make it make me one and with a different color and put this knob on there. And right. and uh, consumers see that all the time in any course sort of category. Right. You'll walk into the Lowe's and you'll like, ah, I've seen that before, but it was somebody else's brand and it was a different color. Right. Yeah. So we can't do any of that. Really, I mean, not mm-hmm. not of any not of any magnitude, just because one, our quality obsession is a little bit out of hand, uh, and uh, and so that you know a lot of the stuff that you find on the shelf is just not going to be where we want it, and uh, if we try to pick it up off the shelf, we end up redesigning it into our own thing anyway. But more importantly, if you look at the trunnion, the underside, you know, you look inside the table saw of a saw stop, that trunnion doesn't look anything like anybody else's. Right. Right. So it's an entirely different animal when you have to deal with the kind of energy transfers, the kind of forces, the kind of responses and just the deliverable of the retraction and the stop and retraction that we have to do. It's just a whole it just, you know, add another year and a half to your production time. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's very complicated and we just can't fail. Right. No. You know, there's some people where they're like, oh, well, as long as it works most of the time, you know, like the software industry does that all the time where they're like, well, we're going to launch it and then we're going to send you a patch. Right. You know, my my Apple phone's going to update, you know. We 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 can't do that. We got to get it right. Yeah. Got to get it right the first time. That's right. The Let's see. There's a copycat version out now? I don't know. What are you talking about? Uh I'm not sure if it's Bosch that has out some sort of Oh yeah, so Bosch Bosch came out with a uh, a table saw back uh, um, some years ago uh, called the Reax, and uh, and it uh, was in violation of some of our patents, and uh, uh-huh. so we uh, we filed suit and uh, we won the that that lawsuit, and uh-huh. so that that is no longer currently on the market in the United I States. Okay, I see. Yeah. yeah, I thought that there was uh, there was something still floating around, and uh, are the People who turned Steve down, because I understand Steve went to the major manufacturers with his idea as a retrofit. Is that right? Well, not as a retrofit, but as a for, you know, he, he went to really, that's right. And before we actually made the product. So you're talking about early 2000s. Early, yeah. Uh, all three of the guys, really, Steve, David, and David, visited, I think, everybody that, was uh-huh. in, that at the time was in the table saw business and said, hey, would you be interested in incorporating this in future products? Not retrofit. Right, but, right. Okay. But, uh, um, but no takers, and so, so, uh, so, what was the question? <laughs> How do you think they feel now? Oh, I, I really don't know. I, <laughs> I, I do. You know, I, I, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's certainly, uh, certainly, we've, you know, 
they, companies over the years probably could have come in. You know, I can't speak for the guys uh, and, and the ownership at the time, but we probably could have been at any given time. There probably was a number at which we would have could have been able to be purchased or, right. you know, or licensed. And certainly some of these companies have uh, the kind of funds that would be that, you know, where they could have got that done. And there's probably multiple opportunities for regret over the years. Uh, but uh, but. Also, you know, I think you could probably ask our uh, our our new owners at TTS. We're kind of a pain in the butt sometimes. Uh, you know, we just we 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 have a certain way we like to do things. We have a, you know we're mission driven, as I mentioned, and and so you know it took a company like TTS who has a similar uh, really really dedicated quality ethos and uh, and a really long view of profitability and really investment oriented to really fit our our culture. And I think uh, any uh, you know any of those other weird fits they would have been they would have been a little rough so i think all is well that ends well i think everybody's probably happy happier in the long run the way things have turned out yeah well you know from from a user's perspective and a, someone who's been in the industry a long time um you gave everyone the opportunity and they turned you down and you kicked their butt and came up with a better product and a better idea and we're lucky it's around so well, i appreciate that yeah i uh uh, it's it's an easy sell. It's one of those things you you th- think about some of the some of the companies in the woodworking world and what they what they offer us, and then you think about uh, Sawstop and Festool and Lee Nielsen. Those are the ones that come to my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps Lee Valley a little bit, but uh, you know they're innovating tools and they're bringing you they're selling you the idea of quality as as something not just so they can charge you more money but something that has an intrinsic value that is really worth something to the to the user and that's a rare thing today and i appreciate it well it's it's i appreciate that too i mean you're uh your blessing means a lot. Uh, we, you know, you're obviously somebody that has a lot of integrity and has represented that in everything you do in the industry. And uh, and your support of us has meant a lot over the years. Uh, it, it's funny. We've tried to make less expensive products. Uh, cheaper products is kind of where it ends up being. Right. And we've tr- we've gone well down the development path on those. And then we end up with this thing that we're looking at and we're in this room and we're looking at it and we're going, we can't ship that. Yeah. We yeah. just... We just can't ship that. I can't put my name on that. Right. And we've done that at least a couple of times over the last decade. And and so so once it's I think and this is the way you operate. It's once it's in you know you know this is part of you. This is who you are. You you just can't do anything else. Right. You know it just means too much to who you are to your identity that you're like I can't look myself in the mirror if I do that. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Well. Uh... Thanks for being here. And I mean that in both senses. Thanks for chatting with me today. And thanks for uh, for keeping this company around because it's a, it's a valuable one. Well, I appreciate that, Gary. And thanks for supporting the industry. We, uh, we really appreciate that. Obviously, we, need to, we always need new makers in the field. So we really oh, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Well, this has been uh, the Northwest Woodworking Studio podcast. Thanks very much, Matt, for sitting in with me. Thanks for having me. Take care. This has been Gary Rogowski for the Northwest Woodworking Studio. Thanks so much for listening. Please check out our website, northwestwoodworking.com, for our list of summer classes. Love to see you at the studio. Thanks very much for listening. Bye-bye.